You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesy, joined by my co-host tonight, Mark Schofield. 53-man roster has been set for the Dallas Cowboys for now, and while our Blogging the Boys Roundtable uh, covered that, they're going to break it down from 1 to 53. We're going to go in a little bit different direction while staying on the 53. Um, we're going to kind of give it a what could this look like in a couple days slash last week approaches? We don't think what it looks like right now is what it's going to look like here in a couple days, um, if not a week from now. So uh, we're going to head it in a little bit different direction. But before we get into it, Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I know it's been a long day. We're doing this on Tuesday night, you know, roster cut down day. It's been chaos all day. I know we're going to talk about a couple guys that – Got released, got waived, got cut, however you want to look at it. Um, could they fit in Dallas? Could this roster change? Because, you know, it's the initial 53. This is not the final 53. Guys, are things are going to change. Guys are going to go on IR. Guys are going to go on pop and things like that. So there will be some moves, and we can speculate about that over the next 20 minutes or so. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Dak's the only quarterback on the roster right now. We have yeah. one specialist on the roster right now. You know, so – there's going to be a lot of moving parts. You know, James Washington's going to head to, to you know, IR to return. There's probably a hand, you know, Tyron Smith. I mean, let's let's go ahead and just touch on that. I mean, yeah. again, one one more, unfortunately, but one more win for the good guys, if you know what I'm saying. I, I guess it, I guess we call that a win, a dub for the good guys, huh? I mean, you had literally, and you sniffed it last week. You had literally just said, I don't think he looks good. And then, like, what was it? Just hours later, he like, goes down. I mean, I don't know if it was the next day or later. It's just some sometimes with this football team, I sit here in the middle of the night and go, "I hate being right so much because I don't want to be right." Like, no, you know, I'm trying to be right about things, but like about the negative stuff, you just go, "I wish I was wrong." Everyone, <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially something like this. This is something you want to be wrong about, like. I know. But- it yeah. happened with receiver. Like we had some of these shows where it was like, well, that you know, even though we don't think James Washington's like a stud by any means, like we can't afford him to really get hurt. Boom. Right. <laughs> right. And here we are. Um, right. yeah. And the crazy, before we get into it, the crazy thing is, of course, our good friend Jerry Jones goes on the radio today, announces Tyler Smith as a starter. Boom. How great is that? And then the next sentence is, he also is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Of because of course he is. 
high so now, isn't something you just get through in a week or two. <laughs> so now you have the situation where, you know, not only is Tyler Smith having to learn left tackle now for the Dallas Cowboys in a condensed time frame, he's going to do it with a high ankle sprain, which I'm sure is going to end well. You know, trying to learn how to play left tackle for this offense right before week one, and you're going to get Todd Bowles dialing up all sorts of exotic blitz schemes that he's going to have to figure out. Because let's be honest, friends, Todd Bowles is sitting there. And you know, uh, Stephen Ruiz used to have this Kyle Shanahan meme, right? Where like he'd have Kyle Shanahan and a microscope, and he'd like pick out a player on the defensive side of the ball that you're going to go attack. Right. If you're Todd Bowles, what is every blitz aiming for in week one? Well, let, let's play that game, Mark. I mean, we're, we're getting off track, but but let's play that game real quick. Is it Tyler Smith or is it Terrence Steele? Because either one, you might have it. You might have a combination of both. I mean, let's put it this way: every pressure scheme they are going to dial up is going to be aimed at the edges. Or Connor McGovern. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not gonna be, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a right guard. We know that it will not be a right guard. If there is a FanDuel or DraftKings bet for. Which player does not get blitzed in week one? <laughs> Zach Martin might not break a sweat unless he's just racing to the edges. To we help. are going to see the craziest front looks. From you are going to it's going to be like three guys over the left tackle, three guys over the right. Here's the thing. Just run quarterback sneak over and over again until they get out of it. Right. <laughs> just, just, just sneak it. Just have it like we used to have this in high school, right? You get up, they're not covering the center and the guards, whatever it is. You just tap the center's butt, go quarterback sneak until they get out of it. That's what Zach Martin. I know. He's like the meme of Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like in the room by himself, looking around. What am I I doing here? What am I doing here? (laughs) So yeah, that's your week one game plan, kids. Figure it out how to get Steele and Smith as much help as possible on the edges, but still have a viable open receiver downfield. Yeah. Because you can't go max protection every snap. Rough. <laughs> I, I truly think, I mean, again, we're going to get started into talking about some of these moves that we might could see coming up here in a second, but I truly, truly, truly believe that they're 100% uh, let me not say one 90% going to lean into the, we're going to hand the ball off more than we're going to throw the ball. Like that's the game plan going in. And I mean, I think it's a bad game plan. I think it's an atrocious game plan, but everything that they've done here recently, everything so, they've said, they've said it they've out loud, it. the moves kind of back it up and I'm not thrilled for it. Well, it'll be fun to talk about when it happens. Is there anybody out there on offense line you saw get released today that was wave slash release that you think can come in? And again, I don't think I, I think that their comments of Tyler Smith's gonna be the left tackle. I think that that's true. I don't think they're gonna go sign an Eric Fisher or uh, you know, pull uh, Andrew Whitworth out of retirement like that's been talked about. Like I think they're rolling with a high ankle sprain Tyler Smith that hasn't practiced left tackle since rookie OTAs and Terrence Steele, who hasn't looked very good as their bookends on tackle. 
and going, good luck, fellas. Yep. So, but did you see anybody? So I think we're looking more at the swing tackle position. I think we're looking at some of these people that released maybe – you know, a, a veteran that was cut that you you might be able to go get that doesn't have to pass through waivers. It could be an upgrade over a Josh Ball or Matt. Well, let's go. Did you see anybody today that really – I mean, the name that's going to get thrown around a ton is Alex Leatherwood. Dude. Yeah, I mean, that's the name that's going to get thrown around. Um, where, where were you on Leatherwood? Because I was very low on him. And I, mean, I, know- I, 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 I didn't love him, but I didn't hate him. I mean, if, if without having it in front of me, I think I probably had him, you know, in the late second, early third round type yeah. of deal. Like, I mean, it was like when the Raiders drafted him in the first round, I was like, here we go again. You know, the, yep. here's, your, here's your, you know, uh, what was the cat? Uh, Cleveland Farrell. Here's your Cleveland yep. Farrell all over again. Like, they draft guys that, you know, have no business going as high as they're gone. I mean, look, again, getting off track here, but from 19 to 21, Here's what the Raiders did in the first round, okay? 19, it was Clean and Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram. All of them got their fifth-year options declined. <laughs> Next year, Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett. Now, those are two different situations, obviously, but neither one is with the team right now. We could just put it that way. And then last year, Alex Leatherwood let go after one year. That's, That's bad. Not, not great. Not, not great. great. I mean – so I'm, what I'm saying for Cowboys fans is it, it could be worse. I, I <laughs> can't believe I'm saying this right now. I might rather be a Raiders fan right now than a Cowboys. Oh dear God! And like they went and got they went and brought in Chandler Jones. They just locked down Matt Crosby. They traded for Devontae Adams. Like, well, that's just it. They're being aggressive, right? right? Their like quarterback has a window, and they're saying, look, we might be one of the shittiest drafting teams ever right now, but we're not going to sit on our hands in the other aspects that we can improve our roster. We're going to trade for guys. We're going to go sign guys in free agency. We're going to bring dudes in. Like, I, I know you got – Connor, I know you got into it with Eagles fans today. I really didn't, except for one. I just told him to shut up, loser. But Right. Okay, that's the one that I saw. Is that sort of added to the angst right now? Because I, I was on the, the Eagle show that I do this morning, and I'm just like, I can't imagine what Connor's thinking right now. Because, you know, you get the trade for Chauncey Gardner. I did say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, again, like, I just – I'm not even, like, the type of football fan that, like, oh, I hate the Eagles. Like, they're – Blue, boo, like right. that's not how I am. Like, I've just we've talked about this. Like, we've grown out of that fan stage where it's like we can appreciate when front offices and teams like do smart things. So, when the Eagles, the commanders, the Giants, when they make smart moves, I'm gonna give them the rosers for it because I'm not a gullible, like bleed blue and silver, right? Fan anymore, like again, like I love the Cowboys, they're they're my they're. I'm a fan of that team. Like there's not much more that I've spent my time on than the Dallas Cowboys, but I don't like hate the Eagles with the passion. I don't hate the commanders and giants with the passion. It's just, well, like, is it, I'm, what I'm really asking is, is the contrast between what Howie has done this. Off-season oh, absolutely. And what Jones has failed to do. Absolutely. Is, Their yeah. quarterback, they don't even like, I mean, like, right. Don't get me wrong. Like they pretty much openly admitted like, yeah, we're not sure that he's going to be our long-term guy. Yeah. And in the end, they've done 
a million things to improve their team around them and go, let's see what we can do for the guy that we're not 100% sold, 100% sold on while the Cowboys have gone. Let's see if we can make our quarterback have to be the best quarterback in the NFL in order to make this a successful season. So, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's not even the Eagles. Like I would have done that if it was the Patriots, you know, for example, I don't want, Hey, that's a hell of a move. Like a team that in my opinion, isn't, I mean, I don't think the Eagles or the Patriots should have that aggressive mindset that the Cowboys should because of the difference in quarterback window in right. the teams. But I'd still give them their thumbs up and roses for it. So, so I mean, I just I think that they are. I mean, I, I did. I mean, I didn't do a study. I don't want to call it a study, but I did a study earlier. The Cowboys are the only. I tweeted this out about an hour ago. The Cowboys are the only projected playoff team in the entire NFL that has not added a new starter from 2021 by free agency or trade. Wow. I mean, I've just, I mean, and you know, I was reading all sorts of stuff on blogging the boys before coming on. Like, you know, there's a hesitancy to add free agents. Right. Like I'm not expecting you to go out and add Chandler Jones, but I think you should as a playoff I mean, again, like as much as we're kind of have been low on the team this offseason, like we, you would, you would call the Cowboys a more than likely potential playoff team. Absolutely. Like, like even if they're on the edge, they're still a potential playoff team. Well, it, it, and for them it to be the only one out of what, 11 or 12 playoff, like potential playoff teams to not have. And again, I, it's somewhat, somewhat contradictory because I'm saying the Cowboys play a ton of nickels. So, or, you know, Anthony Barr isn't included in that because I have them having two linebackers on the starting, you know, Nichols, right. the Cowboys base. So yeah. I have LVE, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Micah Parsons as starting linebackers. So some of this could change if Anthony Barr walks in and is a starter. I don't pr- predict him to be, so I'm going with LVE and Micah. But just think that you're, when you're one of 11 or one of 12, how many teams make playoffs? 12? Is it 14 now? 14. So when you're one of 14, when you're one of 14, that should tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, getting back to, (laughs) is there an offensive lineman out here that I've just spent the past like 10 minutes scrolling through this list? Uh, Deontay Brown. I remember the, he's a big boy. Could add him. I mean, where's that? Where's he from? Alabama. Yeah, the Alabama guy, the guard that was like massive. You just have to, you know, could just put him a tackle, and make people run around him. I right. mean, uh, but it's 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 thin. And I think was it Brugler? Somebody tweeted out today that like every team is looking for two things: cornerback help and offensive line help. Yep. I mean, that's I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I have sat down and watched Eric Fisher play a ton. Right. I tweeted at Zach Hicks, who's been a you know Twitter friend and that, yeah. old friend of mine for a while, and said, hey, how bad is Zach Fisher? And he said he was terrible. Now, he was coming off of an Achilles injury that I think slowed him down. I think he even came back and admitted, like, hey, it could have been because of this. But last year, he was not good whatsoever. Like, so, again, like, we talk about this all the time. We're evaluating the process. We're not going to feel sorry for the Cowboys that they put themselves in the situation where their options other than Josh Ball are awful, awful, and not very good. 
Yeah. That's their own wrongdoing. Cause they I mean, have I'm reminded of reminded of something. Uh, one of my bosses told me years ago, like your failure to prepare is not my problem. I, Love it. It, this is where we're at right now. Um, you know, and when every other team is scouring for offensive line help, like, I mean, that's, you're, is, it's is too Isaiah, late. I'll ask you, is that, is Isaiah Wynn available? Sure. Um, is CD Lamb available to come back? I mean, I mean, but is that really what it was? What would it cost to pull I mean, up? It, it would probably, I would imagine it would be, I don't know if a first, at Ooh. least a second. I really? think that's what they'd want. Yeah. Wow. Because look, New England is struggling with the All offensive right. line right now. I mean, you know, it, for Cowboys fans that are angsty, look, spend some time on Patriots Twitter. I know I said that last week, but like there's there's downright panic right now. The phrase stunted Mac Jones's development is one of the more popular phrases around the Patriots right now because of the shift in offensive philosophy and this decision, you know, to Patricia, a judge who's calling plays, changing the protections and how that's handled. Like, there's just a fear that they're really going to hold him back. When, if you're moving to this outside zone, wide zone emphasis on offense, when's a good fit for that? So I would think that it would cost a lot to for them to part with him, but it's also final year of his deal. Right. This is the Belichick move, right? Like, I'm not going to pay the guy. Like, go ahead, have fun. Somebody else can pay you. So, yeah. see, I was thinking more of like, <laughs> a fourth, like, I mean, starting count, I would say a third at most for Dallas's perspective, just because he is. Cause he's in the last year of his deal. Last year of a de- last year of his deal. Like they've all, they've kind of done that Amari Cooper thing where they've come out and been like, yeah, we don't, we're not going to pay him. Like. We'll rent him for a year. Cause we, right. yeah. So I don't know. And I mean, that's like I said, like I went through it too. And it was like, yeah, like at that point you're, you're either looking at guys that, just have it panned out and you're hoping can come over. I mean, I know the, the Jets released the guy. Um, Chumo, yeah. Yeah, that they it talked about trading for yesterday. Like, if you liked them, I mean, I saw where some people had come out and said that they had talked to some people and said that that wasn't even a thing, that, that, yeah. that they had never called about him. Um, so maybe that wasn't a thing. But even if it was somewhat of an interest, like, yeah, now you can get them, you know, now you if he falls to you in waivers, he can be yep. yours for nothing. So, I mean, I'd imagine they're going to put some waiver claims in on guys because you might as well. Man. But I mean, you would think so. You really, I mean, you, you would, you would think that it would have, I mean, Alex Leatherwood, like that should be an, even he hasn't been good whatsoever for the players. His pedigree, position flexibility, and let's see if this scratch off ticket can, you know, win us, a million bucks is worth it for them because they. I mean, you can't tell me that Alex Leatherwood isn't a better option than Josh Ball. You just can't. Right, and look, the fit kind of makes sense from the perspective of Duke Mannyweather, who has been talking about Leatherwood for a while now, is right down the street, <laughs> like on the block in the building, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we all saw the Whitworth right. you know sales pitch video, like walking across the street to the facility. I mean, you could do that with Alex Leatherwood. I mean, if anybody could fix him, it might be big dupe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Um, I mean, the other name that stood out to me was Tyler Johnson. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he makes it to the Cowboys in the waiver priority, but if he does, I mean, I wasn't a huge Tyler Johnson fan coming out of school. I thought he was a solid, you know, 
day three dude, you know, but he had a relatively impressive year for the Buccaneers. And I think that that was, I mean, I I feel like we're naming the two like surprising cuts from the day, but he's a guy that, I mean, if you're giving me the option of Tyler Johnson or Dennis Houston and Simi Fajoko, give me the guy who did something in the NFL and is still young, still cheap and could still reach somewhat of a ceiling that we haven't met yet. Yeah, I mean, I think he would be a great ad. I mean, other receivers that sort of jumped out. I don't know where you were on Lynn Bowden Jr. I mean. I don't trust Kellen Moore to really. To use him right? I just, I mean, again, like, I don't hate Kellen Moore by any means. I'm not like a Kellen Moore sucks type of guy. But, I mean, we've just haven't seen him use that type of guy. I mean, I'm not comparing Tony Pollard to Lynn Bowden, but kind of a similar role type of dude that needs to be used in that type of feel and doesn't get used properly. In my Another opinion. name that sort of jumped out, Benjamin Victor. I kind of liked him when he was coming out of Ohio state and had a couple of good routes for the Ravens, this training camp and preseason, but who's the, um, God, the name's escaping the guy from the Packers that receiver from the Packers Winfrey. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, why can't they, I think? Yeah. Juwan Winfrey. Juwan Winfrey. I feel like yeah. he has been halfway decent in preseason, and I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there were some people that thought he might carve out at least a rotational role. Here's the thing. The Cowboys kept eight wide receivers on their fine. I mean, obviously, James Washington is going to go to IR to return, yeah. so they're going to have seven wide receivers on the 53 more than likely. And I know Cavante Turpin is going to be one who is more of a special. Yeah. But still, like, I think they have a somewhat of an offensive role carved out for him, whether that's the jet sweeps, the reverses, you know, some, some let's get the football in his hand and see what he can do type of thing. So, I mean, they don't have like the room to add another receiver on that. They really don't. So I I think they're going, I mean, unless they find it, unless they, claim a guy like Tyler Johnson and go, Hey, sorry, Dennis Houston, you know, we're yeah. gonna, he's taking your roster spot or whatever, but still it's not like they have the space to really. And go. they gotta, they gotta have a QB too. Yeah. I mean, I think Cooper rush will be back. I think yeah. that was a, that is a procedural move to yeah. get the only the only way I don't think it's Cooper Rush and it ends up being Will Greer is if Will Greer goes unclaimed and they just go, you know what, let's go. You know, nobody claimed him. I don't know. I mean, I, I think in the end, though, if if Will Greer goes unclaimed, they'll probably place him on the practice squad and yeah. have Cooper Rush. They'll Cooper just is it too. Rush I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if four goes down at this point, we're at we don't practice that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I but I mean, I, 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 nothing would make me happy. Honestly, this is not tongue in cheek whatsoever. Even though it is kind of, so I, I am being facetious, but I'm, I, I truly am not. If that makes any sense, but any move, no move would make me happier than if the Cowboys went. We are going to be the first team in NFL history to carry one quarterback, because we know that if he goes down, we're screwed. Yep, this is the situation we're in. If he goes and Micah down, Parsons is going to be our backup quarterback. Micah is taking the snaps. It's like Varsity Blue. Fine, Twitter, you take the snaps, right? It's just going to be a lot of triple option with just Micah, 
Zeke and Cavante Turpin and Tony Pollard in the backfield. And that could be fun. That would be, that would be fun. a lot of fun to watch, man. A little flex More fun than watching that. Cooper rush. Honestly, I'm sorry if Cooper Rush's family's listening to the show right now. I can't imagine they are. I don't mean any harm. Your son did win a NFL football game last year, so I shouldn't be but so hard on him. One more than you and I won, so he's got that going for him. That's very true. Very true. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like cut down days always – I feel like it's like the previous years of NFL trade deadline where you expect, like, O.J. Howard was a name, but it's just like he's not very good. Anymore. No. Like, he's gotten hurt so much. He just hasn't worked out. Like, there weren't any of those, like, flashy names that I saw get cut today. I was just like, yeah. Like, Tyler Johnson and Alex Leatherwood were the two that I was like – yeah, those are the sense. two big names. That's that tells you all you need to know about who's available and who's not. Right. And again, like the bad thing is, is the Cowboys need help at receiver and offensive line. Guess yep. what other teams are looking for help at receiver? Yeah. And offensive line? Yeah. I mean, those are two pretty big spots. Again, you're in this position now because you waited. And had you not waited, it could have been a lot different. You could have been wondering, oh, you know, maybe we could have traded for a player to help in the secondary or on the defensive line or anywhere else. You could have nibbled around it, or maybe you would have just felt like you were set, but instead you're wondering if Alex Leatherwood could figure it out. And even if he'll fall to you. And I don't think, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if somebody just doesn't take the, the chance. I, I mean, mean, why not? You know, the, the jets, like they've had, the you know, Jets they, are an easy call there. Beckton. I mean, they I know they, a couple they signed. Who they just signed? They signed somebody recently, veteran type of dude. But oh, I, who's the guy? I can't remember who it was. But it, again, older veteran, been around the league. Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown. Yeah, like they just signed him. But I mean, they just cut. You know the 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 cat from USC, third round pick. They just they cut cut him. Chuma. Um, they cut a couple of other offensive linemen too. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like a Leatherwood's a, uh, an easy a, one for a them. Jets, a Jags, like a young team that still had, you know, room to kind of add that type of guy, see if he could develop into being a quality player. So I just, I, I, I'd be shocked if either one of the guys make it to him. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you see him add guys, like it'll be, It'll be – they don't have space. They just – I think people thought that this was going to be like a second free agency for the Cowboys where it was like roster. And I just don't see where they have the – like I think they're going to roll with what they got to tie in with, with – they cut Sean McEwen, which surprised me, but I think they'll try to bring him back or, or, yep. or wave him injured and, and bring him back and, you know with an injury settlement and see if he can come back at the end of the year, whether that's placing him on IR return or whatever it is. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, they didn't keep him on the roster. So I, I, that's an interesting move. I don't know. Maybe they put him on the practice squad and try to pull him up. But um, I mean, Jake Ferguson and Penn, you know, Peyton Hendershot, here's a shot for you. Like you want to be tight end one and tight end two next year. There's your shot. Yeah. Looks like you're going to get that opportunity to prove it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that is, I just don't see many spots that where they're going to have that second free agency wave of, you know, signing vested veterans or waiver, you know, waived guys. I just don't see the position, you know, they're deep at defensive line. 
it's literally offensive line is the only spot. And I just don't see a name that gets me excited whatsoever. No, no, not whatsoever. I mean, maybe that brings us back to the win trade. Like, you know, it, it could happen. They did. I, mean, I was just on somebody else's show about an hour ago, and they said there's no way that the Cowboys go into the season with Matt Willetsko and Josh Ball as their swing tackle, right? And I was like, I mean, I kind of laughed, and I was just like, I mean, I don't know what they're – unless they're going to trade. <laughs> I mean, it's not what we would do, but it might be what they have to do. Yeah. I mean, the 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 amount of faith that they have in – Josh Ball and Matt will let's go right now. It's just absurd, but maybe they I trust know? their evaluation. I said on another show today, I mean, if you've got your evaluation of Tyler Smith, right, that you can play left tackle in the NFL on a high ankle sprain, all the power to you. Again, nobody, anybody who listens to the show knows that I was not a fan of the Tyler Smith pick at all whatsoever. And I will 100% admit that in the little bit that we've seen of him this offseason. I thought he looked much more prepared than I thought he would in year one. Absolutely. I do not think, and I said it, I said that if Tyler Smith was going to find success in the NFL, I thought it would have to be at left guard because I did not, or or guard because I did not think that he could play tackle in the NFL. From what we saw at Tulsa. Now again, we've seen guys all the time. We've seen the, I mean, I didn't think Colton Miller was as raw as Tyler Smith, but I had a lot of those same concerns. Like, I don't think this cat, you know, can do it. And, I mean, that's kind of where I was with Tyler Smith. Maybe he does figure it out. Maybe he comes out and blows us all away. Here's hoping. They're putting themselves in a category that exceeds risk, I think, right now. You've got to have a lot of things break your way if it's going to – end up where you want it to. Or you're going to be playing six offensive linemen with Jake Ferguson or Dalton Schultz, or <laughs> you're going to be paying a lot of money for Dalton Schultz franchise tag for him to be blocking a whole lot. And basically line. be helping the left tackle on every snap. Yeah. But like we talked about, it's, we grade the process, baby. We talked yep. about the process. The process has not been kind to the Cowboys this offseason. I think it's budding its its ugly head before the season even gets started. But maybe old uh, on the show I was on a couple couple hours ago, I said maybe Dak Prescott and Michael Parsons will be freakish enough and healthy enough and good enough to overcome. And if they do, if if Dak Prescott takes this team not only to winning the NFC East, but to any sort of playoff success, give that man the MVP trophy. Oh, absolutely. Like 100%. Like was, that same radio show I was talking about earlier, one of the hosts of the Cowboys fan is like, what has to go right? I'm like, well, if four stays healthy and plays completely up to his potential, that's going to be the big one. And if he does, give him all the awards you want. Yeah. Like, no questions asked. I, I could not agree more because they have set – they have literally loaded the gun with one or two bullets, and those one or two bullets are Dak Prescott and Mike Parsons. Yeah. Maybe it, may, maybe a third of CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs, but just uh, – yeah. it, it, We keep saying this team's going to go – we've heard two things. This team's going to go – 
Jerry adds the third one. Jerry adds gonna, the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This team's going to go as Dak Prescott take it, takes it, or we've heard this defense. This team's going to go as this defense takes it. Right. I'd chop it down even further and go, this team's going to go as Dak Prescott takes it or as Mike Parsons takes it. Because if Michael right. Parsons goes down, that unique style of defense that they play, I think. It's out the window. Tough. Yeah. So. Need those two to stay healthy, man. Here comes 37 rushes a game for – three and a half yards per carry and a lot of 11 to 12 to 12 to 14 losses. That's what yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're winning rock fights in today's NFL running it 60 times a game, but I guess we could find out that too. We will find out because next week it's here. Week yep. one will, when we record this show next week, week one of the NFL season will be, 24 hours, 48 hours, I guess I should say. Yep. It, will, it will be upon us. We will have actual games. People will actually be breaking stuff down. We've made it. I hope, I hope that just my, my beautiful quarterback is able to stay healthy this year because it is not looking Light so Light the good. candles now, kids, and feel, keep them feel, lit. Feel bad for my sweet Dak. Look just, what they did to my boy. I mean, a couple years ago, just dramatic, just brutal injury. Last year, gets hurt again, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Please. Light those candles, kids. Please. Keep please keep them healthy. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. You've heard a lot about the roster. You've heard a lot about the 53. You've heard a lot about them. Everything that is probably going to change a lot over these next couple of days as guys get moved around and placed on injured reserved and get placed on NFI and PUP and all those special categories for them to possibly come back at the end of the year. But um, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens here in a couple of days. We'll see what this roster is really going to look like here when week one rolls around. Knock on wood that everybody stays healthy until then, that the guys that are you know, going to be on this 53 in the next couple of days are the ones that will be um, when the team rolls out to face the Buccaneers in week one and hopefully give old chiseled and facelift Tom Brady. Why, why do you think Tom Brady is out? What do you think he's got had going on? I'm still, I, I'm still clinging to the masked center theory. And the what? The masked center. On uh, Fox. I thought they confirmed that that wasn't him though. Yeah, but he said that it wasn't him. But isn't that exactly what you'd say? I mean, I guess that's true. And they also released a clip from the show where one of the judges guessed that it was Tom Brady as a promo. And I will say this. I have not watched a minute of that show in my life. Me either. I'll probably tune in. Just uh-huh. to see. So so kudos, whether it's true or not, kudos to them for this, this story because, yeah, it's got me interested. Or, or the, the, the easy one is, look, he got a little bit of work done, right? I'm not going to show up to work for a couple of weeks and just go, I was on the mass Singer. And they're going to be like, there's not a chance that they, <laughs> but, but, it, but, but I'll just be like, Hey, Tom Brady didn't even get fired or fined or anything. So yeah. I'm for working Tom Brady should work for the rest of us. Right. Yeah. But no, maybe those cheekbones were pretty prominent. The other they, day, were, so they, they looked like he might've got a little, little, little facelift. Yeah, you probably saw it a couple of years ago. Some plastic surgeon did like, tell 12 or 15 pictures of Brady over the years and like yeah. pointed out all the things that he probably had done. 
he got some work done, I think. Yeah. yeah. The cheeks lifted, the, the nose done. Hey, I mean, look, I'm 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 just a couple months older than him. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to stay stay looking spry. Please continue listening to the Bloody <laughs> Boys talking the star so so Mark can continue to get facelifts, <laughs> nose jobs, Botox. I mean, as you guys never see this because we don't post the videos, but Mark's a beautiful man, and um, we need he needs the he needs the the facelifts and and Botox to keep up with Brady. So make sure you come back next week, so uh, he can continue to to get the the face work done that he needs done. Gravity's so, taking its toll on me, Connor. Man, we thank you guys so much for listening. The NFL season is is practically here, but next week it will actually be here. So make sure you tune in every week on the Blogging the Boys podcast feed. Listen to our show. Listen to the hundreds of other shows we have nowadays because we continue to bring in some of the best Cowboys content there is, um, the best con- Cowboys content there is. Make sure you're tuning in every week. We are Talking the Star. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you then.